Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam. I trust you and your family are doing well. And uh, we are still on the subject of um, our identity and our authority in Christ Jesus. And uh, we are talking about, um, you know, the three keys to uh, using authority. And the first one is, is, is the power of the name of Jesus. And so we are talking about the name of Jesus. And we talked about how the name of Jesus has authority in all three worlds. The name of Jesus has authority in the heavens and on earth and under the earth. And so we are talking about um, uh, the name of Jesus having authority in the, in the neither world, in the, in the world of demons and evil spirits. And, and I want to conclude this part by, by uh, telling you two more stories. I shared a lot of testimonies yesterday about how God has given us power over demons. And these are two amazing uh, stories uh, from Africa. And one was, the first one was, uh, we were in one of the townships around the city of Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. And uh, there were like a huge, huge number of people there in the crusade. And uh, one night there was a lady right in the front row, uh, off to the side, she was in the front row. And when I began to pray for the sick and you know, pray, uh, demons began to manifest themselves, and um, and there was this woman, this woman began to scream. She was right in the front. She was screaming and she was saying, uh, it's moving inside me. It's moving inside me. Now, this is interesting because there's one thing I've seen in Africa. I've not seen anywhere else. People tell me that they have had things uh, that move inside their bodies. And uh, when uh, <coughs> when we cast the demons out of them, those things stop moving, they leave. And I always wondered what that was. And my uh, African brothers, they told me that these, these pastors are demons. These are actually evil spirits. So anyway, so this woman was saying, she was really screaming at the top of her voice and she was trying to tear her clothes off screaming. It's moving inside me, it's moving inside me. Well. One of our workers went up to her and said, come out of her in the name of Jesus. You see, we always use the name of Jesus because demons have to obey the name of Jesus. When he said, come out of her in the name of Jesus, suddenly uh, a creature, nobody knows what it is. It kind of materialized. It like left her body and it was inside her clothes. Now they could see this bulge running laps around her dress. And she was now screaming even more, help me, get it off me, help me, help me. And then uh, the same uh, worker, uh, he, he got really frightened. He had never seen anything like it before because he saw this thing, you know, it was actually this huge bulge running laps around her dress. And he said, whatever it is in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave her and to die. I mean, he, he commanded that thing to leave and to die. And as soon as he said this, suddenly this big black thing came flying out of her here and flew about 10, 15 feet and landed there dead. And, and everybody went to see it. And it was a black creature about, uh, it was bigger than a house cat, covered with black bristles. And it had this evil looking face with rodent teeth. Nobody had ever seen a creature like it. It was not like any other known animal on earth. So that's uh, one story, you know, about how, how, how demons have to subject, are subject to the name of Jesus. Now, of course, let, let me just say this, that some of you uh, American friends, you're, you're wondering, come on, is this serious? Well, it's, you're wondering that because whatever they teach on demons in America is basically peanuts, you know, compared to stuff you see in some of those other countries where they really practice heavy witchcraft. Anyway, 
then the second story, this was a couple of years ago, I was in the township of Chawama and Zambia and on the last night we always pray for the baptism with the Holy Ghost and fire and the presence of God was powerful and there were tens of thousands of people on the field and, and uh, I began to pray and I I, I, I said, Holy Spirit, just come and fill these people. And as soon as the Holy Ghost fell uh, upon the crowd, there were two things that happened. The first thing was that thousands and thousands of people just burst out praying in tongues and worshiping God in other tongues. I mean, the Spirit of God came in a mighty way. And all these thousands and thousands of people were praying in tongues. And at the same moment as the Holy Ghost fell and the tongues rose from the people. At the same time, a creature like a bat. Now, bats in Africa are small bats. They're like fruit bats. They're about this big. This one had a wing speed of close to six feet and it took off from the middle of the crowd. I mean, a lot of people saw it. It took off right from the middle of the crowd and nobody in the crowd knows where it came from. It just took off from the middle of the crowd it had this big wingspan. It was covered again with some kind of black bristles and it had a human face. Can you believe that? And my team members saw it. I didn't see it because I was on my knees praying, but I had friends uh, uh, and also members of my team and pastors. A lot of people saw it and it went off. It just took off, flying, flew off as fast as it could. And that shows me when the Holy Ghost comes, when the name of Jesus is spoken, the devils run and they flee. So anyway, um, uh, now, so we are talking about, uh, we have spoken about of the, uh, the name of Jesus as authority in, in three worlds. And uh, now I'm going to conclude uh, with a little bit more about, we are still talking on, about the name of Jesus. Acts 3.16. In Acts 3.16, um, we see this, uh, uh, this um, uh, man who was at the beautiful gate of the temple. And uh, Peter, remember Peter and John went to the beautiful gate of the temple and, and they saw this man. This, uh, this man asked for an alms and Peter said, uh, look on us and the man looked at them expecting to receive something and then Peter said I don't have silver I don't have gold but what I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and then he grabbed the man's hand and pulled him up and instantly the man's uh, uh, legs and ankle bones it says his, his legs received strength and he began to run leaping and, and walking and leaping and praising God he went to do the temple and um, and the people were all excited and uh, they said they recognized the man as the one who used to beg at the beautiful gate of the temple. And then and then they were looking at Peter because they were thinking that, uh, uh, you know, there was a man called Jesus. He used to do these miracles, but we crucified him. And uh, uh, who is who are these two now? They are doing the same works that Jesus did. This is something that that Jesus of Nazareth should have done and we, but we crucified him and we haven't seen him around. Who are these two? And then Peter said, he said, you men of Israel, why do you look at us as if we by our own power or holiness have made this man to walk? It, it, what he's basically saying that we have had nothing to do with it, but it's not because of our power or holiness. Then he began to talk about Jesus. He says, he says, God has exalted his son, Jesus. And he began to preach about Jesus. And then he said, uh, um, uh, but you crucified the Prince of life. 
and but God raised him from the dead of that which we are witnesses of. And in verse 16, he says, and his name through faith in his name had this man has made this man strong whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, this is striking because he didn't say that Jesus healed him. He didn't say that. He said that it is the name of Jesus healed him. He didn't say that Jesus came down from heaven and healed this man. But he says his name through faith in his name. We had faith in his name and we spoke his name and his name has healed him, has made this whole. And then the second factor that uh, well, that was involved in this healing, it is there that the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness and in the presence of you all. So he's saying that this man has been healed by two factors working together. Uh, the first is his name. We spoke his name and what he meant is that there is the same power that is in Jesus is in his name. When you think of it, you see a name is representative of a person. A name represents a person. Everything that that person is, is in that name. And uh, a name is just a name. I have a name. My name is Christopher. And if I went to a bank, my name on a check is only worth how much I have in the bank. But uh, if your name is Rockefeller or, you know, I mean, uh, Bill Gates or something like that, that's worth a lot more money than, than my name. So a name stands for the wealth behind that name. A name stands for, for victory and accomplishment. If, if a person wins an Olympic gold medal or does something great, suddenly uh, he's an, if he's an ordinary person, suddenly an ordinary name becomes a great name. People name streets and squares after him. So, you know, a name is representative of the person who carries that name. So the name of Jesus, I mean, Jesus, his name is above every name. The Bible says God has exalted him and given him that name above every name. Why? Because Jesus, the son of God, he left his divine glory above and came to this earth and became one of us and, 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 and took upon himself the form of a man. He, I, I say he took off his robe of glory and put upon him, took upon himself a robe of the human flesh and he walked on this earth and he humbled himself. He became a servant and he was obedient to the father and he died upon the cross. And then after his death, he went down after he paid the price for our sins and our diseases and, uh, and the things that torment us. He became a curse for us and then he died and he went down to Hades and God raised him from the dead. And then after that, he ascended to heaven where he seated at the right hand of the father. And the Bible says, because of this, God has exalted him and given to him the name above every name. So that name is the name that is above every name. And everything is subject to that name. Diseases are subject to that name. And we as God's people, we have the right to speak that name. He has given us the mandate and the right to speak the name of Jesus with faith and with authority and faith in him. And then so Pete, what Peter is saying that, listen, we haven't healed this man. And but we just spoke that name, which is above, above every name and the name of Jesus, because there is power in that name and everything is subject to that name. His name, Jesus, 
the one you crucified, the one who God raised from the dead, his name through faith in his name and the faith that is in him working together has made this man whole. Hallelujah. Oh, what wonderful power there is in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. His name through faith in his name has made this man whole. That means you and I, beloved, we have the right to use the name of Jesus and speak the name of Jesus over our circumstances, over sicknesses and diseases. Now, let's look at Acts. What happens after this? Um, because there were several thousand people who had believed in Jesus, who were baptized. Plus, this man was now walking and the news spread to the high priest. And these are the guys who were actually had Jesus crucified. Now they are upset. And in Acts chapter 4 from verse 6, it says, And Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, and as, were, and, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. So these were... The, the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and other people who were related to the high priest, they were all at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, that means Peter and John, when they had put Peter and John in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? You see, they knew the power of a name. They knew that, that's why they used to say, in the name of Caesar, because they knew it was in, it was in the name of Caesar, Everybody had to obey. But you see, the name of Caesar could not heal diseases, could not make the lame to walk. Although the name of Caesar was the highest name in the realm, there was no other name greater than the name of Caesar. But now they were wondering, by what power, I mean, by what power did you heal this man? And by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. You see, when you are in a situation like that, beloved, you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter, the Holy Ghost came upon him and he said to them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done by to the impotent man by what means he was made whole, if you want to know by what means this bad was made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Wow. I mean, here is Peter facing the high priest and facing the big wigs along with the high priest. And he tells them, if you really want to know how this man was healed, he says, let it be known to all of you and to the, all of the people of Israel that it is by the name of Jesus Christ. This, he said, you have crucified him. I mean, he put the finger right on their noses and say, you high priest, you and you people of Israel, you crucified him. But God raised him from the dead and it is by him that this man is standing before you whole. And then it says, verse 11, this is the stone which was set at not of you boulders, uh, of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. He says, this is the cornerstone, the main stone you rejected. You are the builders and you rejected the stone, but that stone has become the cornerstone, the foundation stone. And then he says, neither is there salvation in any other 
For there is none other name under heaven given among you by which we must be saved. Now he tells it very clear. He said, listen, there is not no salvation in any other. There is no salvation in Moses. There is no salvation in Abraham. There is no salvation in any religious uh, observances. But, 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 but there is, and there is no other name under heaven given among men by which man can be saved. In other words, there's only one name through which man can be saved. And that is the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And then it says, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, you know, they saw the boldness of Peter with which he spoke. And they, and they understood that these were unlearned and ignorant men. They were illiterate fishermen from Galilee. I mean, they were people from the boondocks, you know, from the country. They weren't very eloquent in their speech. And he says, they saw that these are unlearned and semi-literate men. He says, they marveled. They marveled. They were amazed. Then he says, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Let me just say this, as I said earlier, we as believers, we can use the name of Jesus and the name of Jesus is the key, but there is a key to this key. There is a key to the name of Jesus. And that is what we see in this verse. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You see, when a lot of people in the world today, they use the name of Jesus, a lot of churches, they pray a prayer and in the end they say in the name of Jesus, amen, and nothing happens. And then you wonder, well, I prayed in the name of Jesus and nothing happened. Listen, the key to the use of that wonderful name of Jesus is that we have been with Jesus. It is our daily intimacy and our walk and our devotion and the life we live in fellowship, in communion with our master, that is the foundation on which we use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is not just using the name of Jesus as a magical formula or, you know, you, you, it's not just something that you say, but it is, it is the key to the key. The key is the name of Jesus, but the key to using that key is they had been with Jesus. This is important. If you and I are going to use the name of Jesus and we want God to use us to heal the sick and to cast out demons and, and all that, use the wonderful name of Jesus. The important thing is that we walk with Jesus, is that we have a walk and an intimacy and a communion and fellowship with our Lord, because that, that is the key to it working for us. Amen. So, We've talked about the name of Jesus. That's the first key to exercising authority. The second key to exercising authority is the word of God. Exercising authority by speaking the word of God. And, you know, I mean, I can tell you many stories. And, um, uh, for example, um, you know, many, many, many years ago, uh, I was preaching and there was this uh, lady uh, who was on a wheelchair. She was a total paraplegic hadn't walked for 11 years and uh, they, they brought her for prayer. And I remember, I, I remember, I, I, I looked at this woman 
and um, and she she had zero faith. Honestly, she had nothing. I asked her, and it was very evident from the little you know back and forth I had with her that she you know she she was this Catholic lady from a Catholic church. She didn't understand spiritual reality. She knew nothing. But then I saw something. I, I can't describe it. I, normally people like that, I would just bless them and let them go. But I saw something in this woman. And the Lord basically told me, take time with her. And so I began to pray for her. I prayed for her in the name of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And she did her best to stand up and nothing happened. And she made several attempts and nothing happened. And then I said, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, um, you know, do whatever the Holy Spirit leads me. So I told, this was in a Catholic church. So I told the priest and I told my interpreter, I said, please lift this lady up out of her wheelchair. So they held her up and now she was just like, she was not really standing there because her legs were useless. Her legs were basically hanging down and they, these guys were strong. They were holding her up. So I told one of my Swedish team members, I said, guys, can you move this wheelchair? Just take it away. And so they took it away. And now this woman is there and, 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 you know, I put my hands on her, prayed one more time and then uh, nothing happened. And then I looked up over her head. She was a short lady. And uh, the moment I looked over her head, there was actually the line, the prayer line was right behind her, but the line seemed to be gone. I was seeing an open vision. The line was gone. There was nobody there, but there was one man there and that was Jesus. He was right behind her and he was looking straight in my eye, into my eyes and he was smiling. And I remember the, the, the look on his face, the look on his eyes. I, I remembered him because in 1980, uh, uh, no, I, I, well, anyway, uh, I, I, I won't go into that story. That's another story for another time. But I, I recognized his face because I had seen a vision which I had seen Jesus and I had seen him. So, and I began to... Um, uh, I, I looked at Jesus and I heard these words being said. It said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And, um, and when I heard those words, I looked at Jesus standing behind this woman and suddenly I thought to myself, if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever, then there's no way this woman is not going to be healed because Jesus is here. This is not about me, but Jesus Christ is here. And then I looked at her and suddenly I began to speak the word of God. You see, there is power in the word of God. It says uh, in Psalm that Psalms that he sent forth his word and healed them. You see, when we speak the word of God, there is healing power that goes forth. There's deliverance that goes forth. There's life that goes forth when we speak the word of God. So I was speaking the word of God, speaking the word of God, speaking the word of God, speaking the word of God. And I remember I started with the Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And I was just speaking, 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 speaking the word of God. And then Psalm, um, uh, as then Isaiah 53, surely he has borne our diseases, carried our pains. He was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. He was beaten that we might have peace and with his stripes we were healed. And I was speaking scripture after scripture. And then, now these were scriptures I knew, but there were other scriptures which I had read, but I didn't really remember them. And they were just coming out of my mouth. 
And as I spoke the word, I spoke the word, I felt that the word was going out into her and the word was healing her and the word of God was doing a miracle in her. And then after some time, suddenly her legs began to tremble. Her legs began to shake. And as her legs were shaking and trembling, um, and then uh, I, I told one of the brothers, I told the priest, I said, uh, I said, please, please let go of her, uh, of her, um, of her arm. And he let go of her arm. Then I said to the other brother, uh, uh, I said, brother, please let go of her arm. And now she's standing for the first time on her own after 11 years. And I told, I took her arms and put her hands on my shoulders. I said, now don't worry, I'm, on, I'm not going to let you fall. I said, just begin to walk. And I began to walk slowly and she began to walk forward. She looked down and she was frightened. I said, don't look at your legs. Look at, don't look at your feet. Just look into my eyes. Keep your eyes on me. And she was looking and I kept on speaking the word, kept on speaking the word. And as I spoke the word, I could actually sense how the life and the power of the word of God was going into her body. You see, in John 6, 63, Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. My beloved, listen, the word that came from the mouth of Jesus, they are spirit and they are life. That means that the spirit of the living God and the life of God are in the word of God. And every time we speak the word, we speak life and we are speaking for the Holy Ghost. We are speaking for the power of God. Even if we don't understand the mechanics of it, how it works, it is very important for us that we speak the word and speak the word and speak the word because the words of Jesus, they contain the life of God. He said, my spirit, that's John 6, 63, my word, my words, they are spirit and their life. That means that the word that came from the mouth of Jesus, they carry, uh, they are spirit and they are life. And when we speak the words of Jesus, our words carry the, that life and that spirit because it is not whether it's his mouth or our mouth, but it is the word in itself that carries the life and the spirit of God. And the other thing, of course, is that we are part of his body. And when we stand there in faith, our lips become his lips. And so when he speaks through us, when we speak, it is actually he who's speaking his life. So I just spoke the word and spoke the word and spoke the word and just didn't pray. I just spoke the word. And then she was walking. She was she just began to walk and she walked and she walked and got stronger and stronger. I don't know how long I worked on her. Maybe some people say 45 minutes. Some people said one hour or more. I don't know. But I left the whole crowd and worked on this woman by just speaking the word, speaking the word. And I could see that as I spoke the word, her body got stronger and stronger and stronger until towards the end she was up and she was running completely, totally healed. She was healed by the word of God. He sent forth his word and he healed them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, God bless you. We will again see you tomorrow, but let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for your life, for your, uh, for your spirit that is, work, uh, that is at work in them and in me, in all of us, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You said your words, their spirit and their life. And you are working in us and you're doing great and mighty things in us. And you're equipping us that we may be a blessing to the people around us and reach them and touch them with your love and your power. 
I thank you, Father, for everything, for all your grace upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. I'll be seeing you again tomorrow for the next lesson.